You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. It's been a little bit. Things have been busy. Life is crazy. Uh, Most of you know I work in education. I'm the IT director. And we've uh, been getting ready for graduation. I've been training for Tahoe. Man, we just had a lot going on with the family. And you all know I, I try to do my best to maintain balance. And so I've had to set a few things aside. And so uh, so there's been a little pause for a little bit with the, um, with the podcast. But, you know, summer's coming. We're going to be coming back. I have some interviews lined up and we're going to be talking with a few different awesome folks because there are so many awesome folks to choose from. And uh, some of you have even recommended people to talk to, and I appreciate that. And some of them I can get to. Uh, some of them it didn't, I can't connect with. And But anyway, it's it's been, you know, I'm looking forward to having a little more time on my hands this summer, probably after I get Tahoe done. So this weekend, uh, this, this podcast is going to be a little bit of a... Uh, kind of like a midweek motivation feel, but also a race report for Flower Moon 50 miler from last weekend. And so um, it was interesting. I did the um, the humidity and humility midweek motivation the week before I did the Flower Moon 50. And I was anticipating the heat and humidity of Flower Moon. And I talked a little bit about, you know, people I knew at the gym who were dealing with injuries, but they were working around it. And the challenge was... You know, when you can't do what you want to do, do what you can, you know, uh, whether that be working around physically around an injury or mentally uh, doing what you, uh, you know, preparing yourself for a race, making yourself better, smarter, fat, you know, whatever you can do uh, to work around injuries or to work around circumstances. And to be honest, you know, with the podcast, I didn't realize that. You know, life has just been really busy and I've just had to um, set some things aside to to live that balanced life that I strive for while maintaining training and everything else. And that's why the podcast has just been kind of not really set aside, but uh, I've just had to, you've only got so many hours in a day, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, we just do what we can. We put forth the effort that we can. And so uh, little did I know that I was going to be called at Flower Moon, man, to practice what I preached. You know, uh, the whole goal for the Flower Moon 50 miler was going to be to get out there with a, I had a, I, I used the Zygos pack, which is way too much pack for, for the, this type of race 50 miler with, uh, a bunch of aid stations, but uh, I was wearing it because that's what I'm going to be wearing for the 200 miler. Uh, I was filling up the bladder, um, the, the, the bladder full, and I used a small bottle in the front with um, with nutrition and electrolytes in it, and the bladder in the back was just water, and that was my plan. And the whole plan for this was I was going to do, it was uh, basically 13-mile loops, almost half-marathon loops, and I was going to run each loop uh, without aid station support, just carry everything I need to kind of simulate Tahoe, you know, just um, a long time between aid stations. And uh, so, that, yeah, that was the goal. But, you know, <laughs> things change. Circumstances change. Things happen. And so, um, anyway, this this Flower Moon course, I did get a chance to run it um, with a training run with, with Jeremy. I was just going to try to run some different trails, and I got to run it um, a few weeks back. 
and it was good. It was a good time with my friend Jeremy. Uh, he's one of the race directors. He and Alicia direct the Outlaw Race Series that you hear me advertise so much on the podcast. But uh, I just I take joy in advertising for them because their races are great. Uh, I, I know their heart for the community, uh, for the ultra running community. And I just have a good time at their races, and I think most people do. They love the feel. They love the atmosphere. They love the the medals and buckles are always top-notch. They do a great job with those. And um, and so uh, I had a good time catching up with, with Jeremy. He's going to be running the Triple Crown this year. In fact, Jeremy, I'm getting you on the podcast again, uh, maybe in the middle of that, but um, definitely when you're done, man, we're going to talk, all right? So um, anyway, and I'll get to see him at Tahoe. Uh, he's looking good and trim and, and ready to go for for Tahoe. So it, it'll be a cool time out there. Anyway, um, so, you know, I talked about uh, humidity, humility and all that. And uh, so <laughs> I think if I had to name this podcast, it would uh, it would be either it would be one of two titles. Practice what you preach or number two, no guts, no story. <laughs> I like both of those, man. Um, so uh, that being said, I, uh, I I had the opportunity. I could have gone camp out the night before uh, at the race, the campground. Uh, if you hadn't been to Osage Hills State Park here in Oklahoma, man, it's beautiful. I, I it there's some uh, some up and down. There's some technical trail. There's some smooth trail. The park is just nice. They just redone the showers and the bathrooms, man. There's air conditioning in the bathrooms. Uh, a little bit more about that <laughs> to come. Um, and, uh, you know, just a really nice park, a nice area. It's beautiful. It's about an, a little bit less than an hour drive from me. And so, man, I said, I'll just get up really early. Packet pickup was from 5 to 6 with the race starting at 6. So I, I, I just opted to wake up really early. It made for a really long day. But um, yeah, you know, it's training for Tahoe. Just being on my feet, being awake that long, I was good with it. So uh, got up that morning, ate some breakfast. I even took a quick shower just to rinse off, wake up, and then made the drive over there. Um, just prepared for, uh, you know, a hot day. And so got there, uh, went to packet pickup. You know, there were people milling around. It was still dark because there was some cloud cover. We were hoping it would be light. Uh, if the clouds would have moved, it'd have been light enough just to kind of take off. Some people took off without headlamps. I had mine just in case. They want to risk a trip or a fall this close from Tahoe. Um, and so I had my light on and, um, you know, it was kind of slow going when we started, but it was cool. Um, getting there, checking in, getting my stuff, started visiting with people, seeing a few people, man. I uh, got to meet uh, Elliot Wildock. I'm probably pronouncing his name, his last name wrong. Sorry, Elliot. Um, he listens to the podcast. And um, um, then I got to talk to my buddy, Randy Ellis, who's been on the podcast. If you remember, he ran across the United States, wrote a book about it. Um, and a great guy. I uh, love that dude. Uh, got to talk with him a little bit. He was out there doing the 50 miler. Uh, he is 78 years old and he's still out there kicking it, man. And then uh, w- my friend and runner I coached, John Hutzel, was out there. We got to visit a little bit before the race. He was out there um, dealing a little bit with injuries. So he was going to get out there and see what he could do without jeopardizing his future races. And, uh, you know, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, to get out there if your goal. Uh, we don't have to push through and finish every race if we use, especially if we're using races uh, for training. And that's what this was for me. It was a, a training race. Um, so yeah, we just kind of milled around. I got to visit also with uh, Jordan and Levi Crandall, uh, brothers who I got to, to to meet in person at some uh, um, 
some of the other races that uh, Outlaw puts on and uh, great guys. And so we, we visited a little bit before, you know, we're talking about future races. I love I love the community, man. I love getting to just visit and meet with people and, you know, just talking about future races. And so got myself ready, got my pack ready, got my shoes on. I opted to, I wore, I went ahead and wore the uh, the Mont Blanc, the uh, Ultra Mont Blanc, because they're light, and I hadn't really got a really long run in them, and I said, like, well, 50 miles, that'd be pretty long, and uh, I just have to say right now, man, I really liked them. Uh, they were really lightweight, did well, protected my feet, my feet were happy, um, <laughs> just, they just did great. I uh, wore my Exo toes, I wore the Exo skin uh, calf sleeves that I like to wear, Um yeah, man, and uh, and I wore that Ultra Spire Zygos 4.0 pack. I don't have the 5.0 yet. I think I'm just gonna hang out with the 4.0 for a little bit. And uh, yeah, that was my uh, that was my gear. Uh, six o'clock, man. The race started. It was still a little bit dark, like I said, and we had to file into uh, single track pretty quickly. Uh, it was about, I guess, about a mile before it opened up, and so we were, you know, just moving slow. I wasn't in a hurry. The goal was just to spend time out there not to push too hard. Um, immediately, a, couple, a few of us uh, took a wrong turn. It was our fault. We weren't looking. Uh, we went uh, We went a little bit down the, down the trail where we shouldn't have gone, maybe, maybe, a, maybe a tenth of a mile. We had turned around and came back, and we just laughed. It was funny. It was early up, early in the race. Um, uh, we kept, kept going, uh, trucking along. First, first, so th- this race was interesting because I, I said I called it a um, 13 mile loop, but it wasn't really wasn't really a loop uh, as it was uh, multiple small loops. Um, you did three small loops and then um, and then it was a path back to the start finish to make the 13 miles. And each one of those loops, we ended up having it had one big aid station. And I just want to give a shout out to all the people at the aid station, man. Uh, you guys were phenomenal. You guys pumped us up. It was so awesome to see uh, faces I knew, a few I didn't know, but man, got to know. Um, even though I was mostly running by them up until the last couple times, uh, it was good, man. It was uh, it was just cool. You you guys did a bang up job, and uh, Jeremy and Alicia, um, that was a uh, that was a crew there, man. They did great. So um, yeah, so that that's kind of what the course was. We were doing just mini loops that that circled back to that aid station. Uh, there was a uh, they called it the dam loop that that went next to a, a dammed up area along. Uh, I guess it was a little lake. Uh, and then we did the large bike loop, the small bike loop, and then we went back to the start finish. It was right under 13 miles. And then at the start finish, we had aid station, and that's where I would refill all my things to do the next 13 miles. And so the first one, man, it was good. Uh, I was visiting with Levi. I was visiting with Jordan. We ran together for quite a bit there, um, just just having a good time. And they would stop at the aid stations, and I would keep I would keep going. Um, because that's, that was my plan. And they, I was, I wasn't going fast. They'd catch up past me and we'd visit. And it was just, it was a good time. It was a good loop. First loop, I finished in like two hours and 26 minutes. And then I did the loop and then I would do a refill at the start finish. Uh, I would refill my bottle with my, uh, I was using the, the scratch super fuel, 400 calories, man, in, in my, in my bottle. And I would do that. And I was doing the cyst gels to supplement per loop. And, uh, to, and I was, so that worked out really well. Um, so I refilled, took just a few minutes, you know, 
didn't rush too much, but uh, refilled my uh, my uh, bladder, refilled my, my my nutrition. I grabbed the gels I needed for the next loop and then took off. Now, the second loop, um, it was warming up a little bit, but it was still good. I, my time on the second loop was about 2.30. Um, and so a little bit slower. Uh, I was pretty quick on the refill. Um, and that, yeah, the second loop, nothing crazy, nothing too memorable, uh, just cruising along, enjoying the time on the trail. Um, yeah, having a good time. Uh, just to say, man, the trail, this, this is a race. If you want to do a 50 mile or, or just any of the distances that are offered, this is a good trail. There's some really, really technical rocky sections. Uh, there's some smooth runnable sections. I mean, the whole thing is pretty runnable, but there's some, some ups and downs and it's got a little bit of everything, man. There's some smooth areas with that are dirt. You can just fly. Um, it's just a really, it was a fun trail and that each 13 mile loop was broken up by the small loops, man. It just made it really cool mentally to just break it up. Uh, you could break up the whole loop and then you think, okay, then I just got the damn loop. I've got the, 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 the bike loop, the, the big bike loop and the small bike loop. And then I go back to the start finish. So it was kind of just really easy on the brain, you know, uh, once you got it figured out, I know some people missed some loops and all that. Uh, that's why you got to just, man, you got to, got to follow directions, you know, uh, it happens though. We get runner brain, especially when we get tired and, and dehydrated and stuff, but, uh, you just got to pay attention. Um, so it started warming up on that second loop. And so the second loop, I had roughly a marathon done, did a quick refill, went back out and man, I was starting to feel the heat. Um, that, uh, that second loop took a little bit out of me. I had to just back off a little bit. Remember when I said practice what you preach, where I talked about humidity and humility, just backed off, slowed down, focused on getting my calories in and, uh, but man, it was, it got pretty, um, it got pretty rough the second half of the second half. Like the heat was out there. The humidity was crazy. It got up to uh, 98 degrees heat index and, uh, man, everybody was just kind of drenched in sweat. Um, and I was having to, you know, stomach getting a little funky because of, uh, because of the, the heat. And so I made the decision to, after that third loop and I sat down, I went inside to refill my stuff. So Including the time that I sat down, I sat down for 15 minutes after the third loop. Uh, so including that time, the third loop took me three hours and 21 minutes and like 46 seconds. Um, so really it was, you know, a little less than, than a little more than three hours, but, but I sat down for a while and it was interesting because, uh, 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 my friend and runner, I coached John Hutz. He came up and he saw me, and he 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 had uh, he had just stopped at um, at the marathon distance, which was great. That was according to plan. He didn't want to uh, mess with his injury, uh, and uh, he was like, "Man, what are you doing sitting down?" And I was like, "Man, it's rough, man. I'm pretty dehydrated. Um, I'm having a tough time." And and uh, so I probably looked pretty rough because I think there were a few people that came and talked to me, and you know, I probably looked pretty rough. But I was determined, you know, to go back out. I knew it was just some dehydration. I knew that, hey, man, I can hike the rest of this thing and just get it done, practice my hiking. And that was the plan. I'm going to practice my hiking. For Tahoe 200, I'm going to be doing a lot of hiking. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get out there and hike it. I'll take my time. I'll try to get my fluids in well. And uh, it gets rough. And I'm going to get out there and, and hike it. So I refilled everything. 
and uh yeah started power hiking man trying to get some fluids down and and uh my fourth loop uh you know with a lot of power hiking i just was cruising along doing the thing i actually started stopping at the aid station to get ice man they had ice i'd, I'd put it in my buff and just put it on my head i put some in my um in my my bottle just have something cold to drink to cool down my uh, my core and, uh, you know, put, put some of it on my neck. And so I was just using some of those things and I just kept moving, steady moving, you know. I have a pretty pretty fast power hike, uh, you know, a 15-minute mile and under, sometimes 14 depending on the, you know, the, the terrain and stuff. And so just power hiking, man, just doing it. And uh, then I saw I saw my buddy uh, at the start finish. I had seen uh, Johnny Jackson. He's he's a, a friend, and his daughter in law uh, was running Hayden uh, Jackson. And she's man, she's good. She's quick. She's she's young. And uh, man, if she could get some solid training in, man, she'll be crushing some stuff. And I mean, she's doing it anyway. But she's she's just she's got a gift. And uh, he was waiting on her to pace her the last loop. And I was like, man, you're gonna. You guys are going to catch me, uh, and which is fine, you know, because this is not a race I'm racing. And so while I was on that that last loop, the fourth uh, loop, uh, they they ended up catching up with me, and um, so it kind of fell in behind them a little bit, you know, and just uh, just running, kind of visiting with them, and 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 you know, watching Hayden just run really well, and uh, yeah, and so they they picked up the pace, and I was able to really start getting some fluids down and getting some food down. And so I started running, uh, you know, they were running a little bit and I was able to keep up with a fast power hike, but then, you know, we started running. And then when we got to the aid station, uh, for the last time I, I, I grabbed what I needed and, and took off and I was able to run a good bit, the last little section. Um, and so, uh, ended up finishing, you know, I don't know, fifth place in running, you know, with running a little bit. And that last loop took me three hours and 22 minutes and 37 seconds. Um, but I was glad to be done. And so I was coming up. It's crazy. The way you run along the, the, uh, the river and you kind of, you have to go, it's a steep incline to go up into the finish shoot, the finish area. And then you can run a little bit, you know, flat area to get into it. And I'm coming up this thing. And this one guy who I guess saw me sitting down, looked at me and he's like, you went back out. So I was thinking, yeah. And he's like, well, good job, man. And I was, I saw him thinking, man, I must've looked, I must've looked like crap. I must've looked like garbage. Cause he was astonished that I actually went out. Um, and so I saw some of the pictures. Uh, yeah, I look like garbage. I look, I was smiling, but I was like, eh, I look like I was hurting pretty good. Um, but you know, I got it done and dude, I didn't realize the buckle. There's a, there's a, now Jeremy gives out a buckle for some of his 50 miles and the buckle on this thing is huge. It's bigger than any of my hundred mile buckles. They handed me that thing. I was like, wow, this thing's massive. It's, it's amazing. Um, but, uh, you know, it wasn't, you know, it was a, a slower 50 mile for me, but considering my goal, uh, considering the conditions and everything, man, I was fine with it. Uh, I think I was 11 hours and 40 minutes. Uh, I think that's what it was. I don't even remember right off, but, um, man, that was fine. It was an experience. It was good. Um, I drank, drank some, I, um, they, they had, um, um, Indian tacos, uh, that they were serving there, but I just, my, you know, when you, my stomach, I was new, I was dehydrated. So I, I got in one of the showers at the campground, took a shower and then headed home to eat at home. And, uh, I weighed myself before I ate. Now I had, you know, drank some fluids on the way home and everything. And I weighed myself and I lost nine pounds, 
uh, on Saturday. And of course, that was a lot of fluid uh, with some dehydration. And uh, man, that's, but it's still a lot, you know? And so, you know, is one of the reminders that I just sweat a lot. I really sweat a lot. And I've got to do a better job of, of rehydrating and, uh, and keeping up with my hydration when it's hot. Uh, when it's cool, man, I, I cruise. I can keep up with it well, but I've just got to be more intentional. It's just a reminder of that. When it's hot and humid, man, got to do it. Um, just another mention, I got to see uh, Lane Babin from Lake Charles. He's a he's a fellow Cajun who came up to run it, and he told me at one point, he said, man, I'm sorry I brought Louisiana's heat and humidity with me. I said, yeah, man, next time bring Boudin. We don't need heat and humidity up here. We need we need cajun food <laughs> so so and then lane did finish the race he did a great job and so congratulations to him um and so anyway man it was it was a good time uh here are my takeaways though um i I'm, i feel good i was in shape the next morning i got up and 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 felt great my legs felt great uh you know a little bit of soreness from i mean i recovered 50 miles um you know on my feet the day before actually over 50 miles it was almost 52 and uh, I felt fine. I felt great. So if it wouldn't have been for the dehydration that just caused the major bonkiness and everything, man, I really think I'd have been, I would have been fine. And so, uh, so my body's in excellent shape. I'm ready to race. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward. I'm excited about Tahoe. That was, that was my main takeaways. And you know, it's a reminder for you guys, fuel your body, uh, fuel yourself. You need fuel when you're running. Uh, don't neglect that because, uh, man, it'll, it'll, mess you up and if you find yourself behind uh do what you can be intentional and uh and you know do what you can to keep moving steady moving and uh you know and before you know it you can get it done there was a time when i was sitting there where i was contemplating you know um i could just this is a training race for me i could just call it a race i could just call it done you know at at three loops it had been just under 40 miles or right at 40 miles and uh, I could just call it done, you know, um, and, and, and I have nothing to prove. This is a, you know, like I said, it's a training race, but uh, here comes, here it comes, man. No guts, no story. Uh, no, I just, I just needed to get out there for me mentally and finish it. I knew I was just dehydrated and I knew I could hike it in if I needed to. I ended up running quite a bit on that last loop, but um, you know, I just, I just, I just knew I needed to, 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 to get out there and finish it. And so I pushed through and, uh, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't my prettiest performance. It was actually one of my uglier performances, but, uh, but you know, I got it done, man. And, uh, once again, man, the community is awesome. Uh, with the way the format of this race, we got to cross a lot of, um, racers at other distances and, uh, see others who were at different points on the course, uh, even in the 50 miler and encourage each other. Man, I, I love you guys. I love the ultra running community. There's encouragement. There's, uh, you know, just everybody's lifting each other up. I got to share one of the latter uh, loops. Uh, I talked about Levi Crandall earlier. He's he's newer to, to, to doing these ultras and stuff. But, man, he's a, he's a good guy. And I got to just, we just, we were running and just talking about life, man. It was so, it was cool, you know. And being in, he encouraged, he don't, he doesn't, probably doesn't realize, but he encouraged me. I encouraged him. And, you know, we're running this race. You know, we're out there sweating. We're out there suffering. And, uh, and just having a conversation, talking about life stuff, sharing uh, even struggles and encouraging one another. And so, hey, Levi, if you hear this, man, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, Jordan. 
Um, it was a pleasure to run with you guys and just visit on the trail. I love that stuff, man. And, uh, and so, and there were plenty of others who I got to see out there, man. If I haven't mentioned certain names, man, I'm sorry, but, uh, I was a little out of it. I know, but, uh, even when I was, you know, passing some at the end hiking and everything, but everybody was encouraging saying good job and, and, uh, yeah, that's what our community is about, man. We're all out there suffering. We're all out there doing the thing. And uh, I want to encourage you to keep moving, man. When you think you're done, uh, man, as long as your health is not in danger, you can keep moving. You can keep moving. Troubleshoot and keep moving. No guts, no story, man. Um, You know, if you're physically able to keep going, just keep going. It'll be worth it in the end. My DNFs, man, I, and I've shared before, I've had some DNFs that were, that were pretty health related. Uh, but I think there were, there were some that, you know, I could have kept going and uh, I regret those. And those are the ones that I, I I mean, I want redemption on those because I know, uh, I cut the story short too soon. And so, uh, man, we're all writing a story with each one of these races and we're writing a story with life. And so here's the life connection, guys. Sometimes life sucks. Sometimes life is hard. Sometimes life punches you in the face. And you know what? You got to keep moving. No guts, no story. Keep moving. Um, Figure out what you can do when you can't do what you want to do and keep moving forward, guys. That's what we need in life, man. And that's one of the things I love about ultra running, man. It's like a little, little microcosms of life, you know? Um, sometimes it's awesome and amazing and we're on the mountaintop and we're feeling glorious and we're looking at the scenery and we're just like floating above the trail and it's awesome. And sometimes we're on the ground eating trail, man, because we've just wiped out and we're hurt. Sometimes we're suffering. Sometimes we just, man, we're just having a super rough time and, and we don't know, you know, how we're going to, how we're going to move forward, but we, we, we can troubleshoot, we can figure it out and we can move forward. And so just like in ultra, in life, uh, we can do the same, guys. So no matter what you're going through, man, if you're floating on top of the trail of life right now, enjoy it. Enjoy it. And, uh, you know, keep pushing yourself with a smile on your face because the valley's coming, man. That that root of life is going to trip you up and you're going to end up on the trail uh, full of dirt, maybe a little bit of blood, and uh, have to get up and dust yourself off, man. Keep moving. It might be with a limp, but keep moving because because that's what we've got to do, man. We've got no choice in life, man. We've got to keep moving. you got to keep moving. You know, uh, people are looking to you. Um, and watching what you're doing and they're looking to see what kind of character you have and when we're floating on top and everything's good uh well you know they they see us and they see that but when they see us fall when they see us suffer and we continue to move forward that that's a revelation of character that's where we show others our character that's when we show our show ourselves our character that's when we prove to ourselves that man we've got something inside of us that we've got some grit that we've got there's more than what other people see there's more than those little pretty uh mile 90 photos that we put on instagram Uh, by the way mile 90 was out there they did a great job they took some good pictures i'll be posting some on social media so you can see they do a great job man those things look amazing and we look like we're having such a good time and you know there's a man we when we see the photographers that's when we put the smile on our face man there's more to life than our instagram life okay life gets tough life gets tough and and you know it's true some of you guys do such a great job of uh of uh on instagram of everything looks awesome and uh, i you know i know we do, we all do it 
And then, uh, but life is life, man. You know, I know behind every picture, there's struggles. Behind every picture, there's some some uh, some tough things that have gone on and that you've had to push through and move forward. Behind every one of my pictures, there's the same. It's not all easy. And every single race that I run that has a beautiful picture, man, there has been some sweat. There has been some blood. And, yes, yeah, sometimes even a few tears uh, in training put behind that thing to take that picture, to be able to smile on the mountaintop. So, there it is, man. No guts, no story, man. I hope you guys are having an awesome life right now. Um, hope things aren't too busy for you. I hope you're training for some big races. My next one is the Tahoe 200, man. They changed it to uh, out and back. And so we're running 100 miles to the Heavenly Aid Station and back. I'm calling it to heaven and back. And, uh, because I like it. I like it, man. I'm going to, I'm not running, I'm not running to hell and back. It might feel like hell, but I'm running to heaven and back. And so, uh, it's going to be good, man. There's going to be some suffering, but it's going to be awesome. And I hope you're excited about whatever you're training for. And, uh, you know, training gets tough. Keep pushing, man. It's going to be worth it when you get that medal, when you get that buckle and when you finish it, man, it's going to be worth it. Uh, take care guys. Remember that no guts, no story. God bless. Bye-bye.